Hello and welcome to The Whistler from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Whistler. Presented by the United States Air Forces in Europe. I am The Whistler, and I know many things. I walk by night. I know many strange tales hidden in the hearts of men and women who have stepped into the shadows. Yes, I know the nameless terrors of which they dare not speak. The Whistler will continue in just a moment. But first, this message from the United States Air Forces in Europe. This week... And now, the Whistler's strange story, Ticket to Nowhere. The passenger in the privately owned car for hire was talkative. And to the driver, Lee Corby, the things his passenger was saying were more than interesting. Lee didn't exactly hate his work, because owning his own car and operating as an individual, he was in a position to take advantage of certain situations. That's why the rambling chatter of this particular passenger hit him so strangely. Yes, you just listen closely, don't you, Lee? Without a thought of interrupting as he prattles on. And when you feel like talking and there's no one else around, you've got to talk to a stranger, eh, driver? Yes, sir. I've got the key to a new life. A fortune. Yes, driver, a fortune. Something I've waited for for nearly 15 years. (laughs) Oh, it isn't just that I've had a few drinks, driver. I've just got a howl tonight. That's all. It's my night. Oh, hey, are we... uh, we heading the right way? You said Cypress Lodge, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. I thought the lodge was closed. It is. But I arranged to keep my bungalow for an extra week. That uh, briefcase have anything to do with it? Briefcase? Now, look here. This briefcase doesn't... Oh, quiet down. You've been yakking like I'm your long-lost buddy, and you've been hugging that briefcase like it was a baby. Forget it. Don't make any difference to me. Do you know something? You talk too much. <laughs> I'm sorry, fellas. Skip it. Just makes a long day, that's all. I said I'm sorry. And I'll make it a shorter day for you, Mac, when this runs over. Sure, sure. No, no, I mean it. Now, we get to the depot. Right now, we're at Cypress Lodge. Oh? Huh? You, uh, want me to swing in? Uh, yeah, yeah. And wait for me. I'm just got to pick up a couple of things, and then we'll go to Union Station. I'll, uh, park right over there. Yeah, fine, fine. You wait for me now. I'll be right back. I can't miss that train tonight. You watch him walk away toward the lodge in his row of bungalows, disappear into one. He's only gone a few minutes when you're suddenly startled at the sound of a shot. You freeze listening. When you get out of the car, run to the bungalow your passenger entered, and you look through the window. You can't see very well, but the lone court light enables you to discern a man's body on the floor. It looks like your late passenger, doesn't it, Lee? Lying inert and still, apparently dead. 
You hurry back to your car, begin the U-turn to take you back to town. As you finish, a woman emerges from the shadows of the bungalows. A woman carrying a briefcase you're certain is the same briefcase your late passenger carried. Can I drive you somewhere, lady? This car is for hire. That's right. See a sign? Yes, I do. My, I'm lucky, aren't I? Yeah. Sure, lady. You're lucky. Get in. Where to, lady? Union Station, please. Union? Uh, Union Station. Right. Almost there? Sure, almost there. It's these traffic lights that's holding us up. Ah, there's another. Uh, lady. Yes? I guess this is what I've been waiting for. What are you talking about? Right next to us at the curb. A squad car, two policemen. So? So, do I yell for help? Or do you toss your purse with a gun in it up here on the front seat? What are you trying... Make up your mind, lady. If you blast me here, you're as dead as I am with those two cops sitting there. If you cooperate, well. All right, here. Thanks. Now a briefcase. No. Lady, I guess you don't hear so good. I said. Take it. <laughs> a ticket to nowhere or anywhere. You know, I'm uh, burning up with curiosity about that briefcase, lady. So, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to find a nice, quiet little cocktail bar, and you and me, we're going to talk, talk. I'll miss my train. Maybe. But I won't miss mine. <laughs> Relax, sweetheart. I may even pay for the drinks. Diary is what it's all about, hmm? I think I read about a missing diary in the newspapers. I read the papers a lot. How educated you must be. No. Just curious, like I said. Oh, all the luck. Picking a privately operated car when there's a legitimate cab stand a quarter of a mile from the lodge. I should have walked. You didn't pick me, sweetheart. I picked you when I saw you carrying your uh, late boyfriend's briefcase. I didn't kill him. No? No. I took a cab out there, then waited for him. I only wanted to talk to him. Yeah, talk him out of running out on you. And when he argued... I said you... I didn't shoot him. Somebody shot him through the window. There wasn't anybody else around, sweetheart. But let's forget who killed him and talk about this diary. It belonged to Paul Winslow, the newspaper reporter whose body was found in the bay. I guess you think Frank figured on turning this diary over to the police. Collect a reward, maybe? I don't know. Well, he didn't. The reward would be peanuts. Thousand dollars, maybe. That's a lot of passengers. But you know something, sweetheart? I've been reading this diary while you were enjoying your drink. This stuff could put some big racketeers behind bars. That was reporter Winslow's idea. He was going to stop a whole crime syndicate all by himself. Yeah, only he got stopped and ended up floating in San Pedro Bay. Oh, you do read the papers. Look, I'll give you $2,000 cash right now. Just forget me and let me take this diary. 
Well, what's so funny? What's your real name, honey? Elaine. Elaine Brandt. I'm Lee Corby. All right, what do you want? Half of what it's worth, sweetheart. Stop calling me sweetheart. I said my name is Elaine. Okay, okay. What's the next move, Elaine? I mean, uh, our next move. Our next move? Yeah. I'm the driver, remember? And uh, with this diary in my hands and your gun, I'm in the driver's seat, too. Now, what's our next move? San Diego? Oh, chair car stuff, hmm? Well, I guess the luxury travel can wait. Remember I told you I didn't kill Frank? Sure, sure, I remember. Well, whoever did kill him may be following us. That's a chance I'll take. Also, when we get to... to the people we have to do business with, well, they expected Frank. They might take a dim view of what happened and blame us. Another chance we'll have to take. All right, Lee. Like you said, you're in the driver's seat. something you've thought of many times, isn't it, Lee? But you didn't expect it the way it happened last night. The man in your car, his talk about the key to a fortune, his unexpected death. Then Elaine Brandt unwittingly stepping into your car carrying his briefcase. She has to deal with you, doesn't she, Lee? She doesn't like it. But you have the diary prepared by the dead news reporter. And you don't intend to give it up until Elaine contacts the underworld people who will pay off for its return and destruction. The next day in San Diego, Elaine is even more annoyed at what you tell her in the cocktail lounge of the Carlin Hotel, where she is staying. You put that diary in the mail? Lee, you're a bigger fool than I thought. What if it gets lost? Don't you realize its value? Why did you do such a stupid thing? Because I'm not stupid. I got thinking about what you said. Maybe we're being followed. So what? Nobody's going to hurt us if we haven't got the diary, Elaine. They're going to treat us real nice till we tell them where it is. I see. Good. Finish your drink, sweetheart. Relax. The first mail tomorrow will bring us exactly what we need to collect. Leah, I talked with our man over the phone a half hour ago. He'll accept delivery of the diary tonight. Where? At a bar called the Starboard Inn. What's the payoff? Well, it won't go over five thousand dollars. Five thousand? Oh, I figured on more too. Well, didn't Frank tell you how much he was going to get? No, but from the way he talked. I think it was going to be a hundred thousand. Well, I'm not going to let this book go for any five grand. We've got to leave. Why? Because they know I was Frank's girlfriend. We've got to play ball with them, or the same thing will happen to us that happened to that reporter. Us? They don't know a thing about me. Well, don't be too sure. Like I told you, we're probably being followed. I doubt it. Look, Elaine, if I was to handle it... Oh, no. You already have the book. If I was to give you the name of a contact, well... Afraid I'd skip out on you? Exactly. Besides, half of 5,000 is much better than nothing at all. Ever think of this, Elaine? Maybe I don't need you. What do you mean? Maybe I can locate the contact myself. How? Run an ad in the newspaper? Murdered reporter's notebook for sale, a pie, Lee Corby, box XXX. Okay. Five grand isn't what we expected, but I suppose we can't do anything about it. What time do you meet the boy with the money? Eight o'clock. 
You'll be there. Starboard in bar, you said. Yes. He said to come alone. Okay. But I'll be in the bar, too. All right. As long as you don't interfere. I'll just sit close by and watch. I'll, uh, have to have the diary. You get it. When? When you reach the Starboard Inn bar this evening. I'll be waiting at the entrance. I'll give it to you then. I didn't thought you should have won. You know that. But you know what I'd have done if I'd have been dressing? Huh? Hmm? Oh, oh. Excuse me, bartender. I I wasn't listening. Oh. <laughs> she a friend of yours? Who? That doll back there in the booth. The one with the red hat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Slight acquaintance. You've been looking over that way ever since that fat boy sat down next to her. Maybe I'm jealous. <laughs> you, uh, know him? Oh, usually drops in for beer before going to work. He's a night clerk over at the Carlin Hotel. Night clerk? Yeah. That guy? Sure. Something wrong with that? No. No, I uh, just figured he was a big shot. Mm. How about another drink? Yeah, scotch and water, huh? Right. And you'd better bring a martini for the lady, too. Huh? Her uh, fat friend is just leaving. I'm going to join her. <laughs> sure thing, mister, sure. Hello, Lee. Hi. Everything went okay? Hmm? Perfectly. You saw it? Satisfied? What about your fat friends? He satisfied? He has the diary. We have the money. Here, I've uh, already taken my share. 2500 Your half is in the envelope. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Aren't you going to count it? No. I trust you, sweetheart. What's more, I've ordered you a drink. Thanks. No. Oh, why don't you de-ice a little, honey? What's it going to be in sore? We've made a few bucks and I'm looking for some laughs and maybe see the town. Then you better buy yourself a comic book and a ticket on a sightseeing bus. You'll have a ball. So long, Lee. Don't think it hasn't been charming. Why, my dear Miss Brandt, do you mean to say that this is goodbye? Exactly. And when I get back to L.A., I'll make it a point never to ride in any car but my own. <laughs> So, Carlin. Yes? One moment, I'll connect you. I'm sorry to have kept you waiting, sir. Oh, that's all right, clerk. I just want to leave a message. Uh, very well, sir. The message is for... I'll leave that up to you. Up to me? I'm afraid I don't understand. It's about that envelope you picked up at the starboard bar 20 minutes ago. I, I picked up an envelope? Yeah. And you can relax. I'm not the law. About that envelope. You handed the lady another envelope containing $5,000. That's a lot of money to pay for a blank diary. What? The diary was a blank buster. But I know where the real McCoy is, and uh, I'll make a deal. I see. You can uh, relay that information to your boss. I'm going back to my hotel now, the Alton Room 612. I'll expect a call in an hour or so. And remember... No rough stuff, or the diary goes straight to the cops. It's all arranged.
Hello, Lee. Oh, it's you, Elaine. Mind if I come in? Surprised to see me? Only disappointed. You were expecting someone else? Yes, I was. I'm surprised you'd try and pull a stunt like you did. Set up a phony contact to get that diary away from me. And what about that trick you pulled on me, handing me a blank diary and a sealed envelope? Okay, we're right back where we started. Except that I've racked up a profit of 2,500 bucks. Your money. Thanks, Elaine. That's all right. You see, you still don't know who the real contact is. And I do. And you don't have the diary. And I do. How much is it really worth, Elaine? 50,000. 50,000? No wonder you were so willing to shell out 2,500 bucks to get your hand on it. Look, Lee, let's play this straight from now on. Okay. We go on double-crossing each other, we'll die of old age before we collect any money. Now, the head of the syndicate that wants this diary is waiting just across the border, Tijuana. He called me 20 minutes ago. I told him I would have to call him back. Go ahead now. I'll get it for you. Well, he called me at my hotel. I told him I'd call him from there. What difference does that make? He won't know where you're calling from. What's the number? Uh, Tijuana, 3741. Yes, Mr. Corby? Get me Tijuana, He's top man in the syndicate? Well, as far as I know. Huh. That must be your friend. Answer it. Hello? Oh, that's all right. I'll talk to him. Hello, Sanchez. This is Elaine Brandt. Elaine. Just a moment, Sanchez. What is it, Lee? Hold the receiver to one side so I can listen in. Uh, Sanchez? Say, Senorita Brandt, I have been waiting for your call quite anxiously. Uh, everything's arranged. I can be at the Café Ruiz with everything you want by 10 o'clock. Is that agreeable? Very. The Café Ruiz, 10 o'clock. I will be waiting, Senorita Brandt. Adios. Well, Lee, you heard. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. Satisfy this time? Really satisfy. Well, I'll go back to my hotel. You check out, rent a car, and pick me up out front in about a half hour. We're due to meet Sanchez until you want at 10. I'll be there. And remember, Lee, no more tricks. Neither of us can afford them. You know just what you're going to do, don't you, Lee? The moment Elaine leaves, you go downstairs, check out, and rent a car. Then you hurry over to her hotel and take the stairs up to her room. What's the idea? Inside, Elaine. You said you'd pick me up downstairs. What's the idea of the gun, Lee? You've been picked up for the last time, Elaine. But why? I haven't... I don't trust you. You double-crossed your other partner and killed him, and you'll do the same thing to me the first chance you get. You're wrong. I'm not taking chances. You'll never get away with it. Somebody will hear the Sure they will. That won't make any difference. You see, the first thing I'm going to do is lock your door... And I'm going to leave by that fire escape outside your window. By the time they force that door, I'll be in the car on the way to Tijuana. Well, they'll see you. No, it's pretty dark. Besides, they won't be thinking of that. 
So long, Elaine. No, let... With Elaine Brandt dead in her hotel room, and nothing to connect her with you, you're certain you're in the clear as you drive across the Mexican border in the car you've rented. Now you're certain you only have to meet the man named Sanchez, deliver the diary you're carrying in your overcoat pocket, and receive $50,000. You arrive at the cafe right on time, and a waiter points out Sanchez sitting at one of the rear tables. What is it, senor? Mind if I sit down, Sanchez? Should I, senor? I don't think so. You're expecting Elaine Brandt. See, si, I am. She won't be here, but uh, I have the diary your syndicate wants. That's all you're interested in, isn't it? That was part of the bargain, see. Si. Part? Part of it? What do you mean? When the senorita Brandt arranged this transaction a week ago... A week ago? She promised to deliver two things. To me, as representative of the syndicate, the diary. Second, she was to point out a killer to the police. What? The killer of the newspaper reporter, Paul Winslow. He would, of course, be unaware of the fact he was walking into a trap. Wait a minute. This doesn't make sense. You're trying to tell me your syndicate would allow Elaine to put the finger on, on one of their own killers? A moment, senor. I am afraid you are confused. I should explain that I represent a newspaper syndicate. The syndicate that Paul Winslow was working for when he was murdered. What? I would advise you to remain seated, senor, and to keep both hands on the table. The police are sitting all around us. They uh, are planning to question senorita Brand very closely. They are anxious to know how she got possession of the diary. She's the one you want, not me. She killed Frank, too. Uh, who is this Frank? He's the one that killed your reporter, Winslow. Elaine Brandt double-crossed him and killed him. Frank was the killer she was going to turn in. Perhaps. And then again, perhaps the killer has delivered himself. You, senor. Me? Now, wait a minute. I didn't kill that reporter. That remains to be seen. The senorita Brandt should be able to tell us. We shall go with the police and call on her together at her hotel. If you are not the killer... I am certain she will clear you. Listen next week when once again the United States Air Forces in Europe present The Whistler. facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.